The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hello and good evening. Welcome to day or whenever it is you're listening to it. Welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the round three match against the Brisbane Lions. It'll be played on Saturday afternoon at Adelaide Oval. I'm Portia, and joining me tonight is Cameron. Cameron, how are you? Good, thanks, Portia. How are you? Thank, well, thanks for having me tonight. Uh, great, great to be here. Hey, look, if you didn't turn up, I would, I would no, no joke, I would actually just do this podcast all by myself. So it is good to have someone along. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> so, so no one to agree or disagree with you? <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure I'd find a way to disagree with myself. I have done that before, but uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ah, no, looking well. forward to it. Now, look, I mean, let's just jump into the hottest topic for Port fans. And it's uh, the reason why I think it's the hottest topic and the most enjoyable topic is because we don't care either way. And this is the Richie versus the Crows drama. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it that there's rumours going about that the Crows want to get Richie sacked. And I just kind of feel like there's no there's no losing situation because either Richie gets sacked, which is probably not a terrible thing for Port Adelaide, or the Crows look like megalomaniacs or both. It's just beautiful. Well... Well, hang on. So, what is this now? I'm I'm a little bit out of touch on this one. I did ah. listen. Look, I listened to Five AA the other day, um, yeah, yeah. and but I haven't in the last 24, 48, 24 or forty eight hours. So, get me up to speed on this one. All right. Well, what's basically happened here is that somehow I know that it was confirmed by Carolyn Wilson um, to some extent that. Uh, Richie thinks that the Adelaide Football Club's been talking to News Limited about getting Richie either waylaid or, um, you know, sacked. You know, he might get turned into a fashion editor or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, certainly uh, because they don't like how he deals with the Crows. And, of course, Richie's fighting back like Richie does, you know. I think there's a pretty good reason why. What was it? John Cale called him Ferrethead. Um, he's, he's got that sort of temperament, which is that if you stick him in a corner, he's going to fight back and uh, he's just having cracks at the Crows all the time, which... You know, fair enough, but it's great. This is one of those lovely South Australian media circumstances where it's not just all about port. It's just them all fighting each other and we can just sort of sit by and laugh. It's great. Well, well, isn't it great when, uh, you know, you've got the Crows, the the Crows people, they're not happy about something. They've they've forgotten about their team and they're they're (laughs) whinging about Rucci or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you know... Uh, he did. I recently he wrote something about their their lack of uh, fan facilities and the crows. Absolute crows people jumped on him, and I just thought, geez, guys, don't you maybe worry about getting a facility and not what Rucci's got to say about it? So yeah. no, that's that's great. No, that's great, Porsche. I'll uh, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on that one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it certainly. I kind of feel like uh, you've obviously uh, you've seen some stuff about the Perth Stadium. You know how they've got the walk-in now, yes. where Frio and West Coast walk through a whole bunch of their fans uh, to and from yes. the ground. Like I can't wait till one of them goes bad, and I yep. just sort of wish that it was the Adelaide Oval for when the Crows <laughs> hit the skids, because <laughs> you just know that walk back. Ooh, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll all turn into a team in David Hardwick's if that happened. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, look. unfortunately for Hardwick on that, I mean, he did overreact a bit, but he is a Port oh. Premiership player, so we'll let him off. Well, I mean, look, I mean, as long as he didn't hit the bloke, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty yeah, much exactly. it. Oh, I think he was just saying, pull my finger, mate. But, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> it's, I think that, you got that some sauce about... on your collar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh, good one. Well, look, there's also been another change in the media this week. With um, I certainly was noticeable watching you know, Foxtel programming in the evening. Uh, is that they've actually started to realise, oh, hey, hang on, Port's looking legit, not just because we've brought in a couple of players, but actually because we've been building fairly well for a little while. Um, so it's interesting, and it's worth anyone that has sort of hasn't been hasn't been watching Port be successful for a while. I kind of feel like remember the media, just try and remember and hold a place in your head for the, the media absence and disinterest that has been in place for the last 10 years because that's going to go away for a little while, but it's going to come back at some point in the future. Um, but I think yeah. that we're going to get covered. I think that we've finally reached the stage again where you can watch any football show that's generally about football and there might actually be a Port Adelaide segment on it, which <laughs> it's not common. It's not common, but uh, when Port's good, it's hard not to do it. So, uh, 
Enjoy the glory days. Oh, (laughs) let's make the most of it while we can. And I I think you're right. Even even throughout last year, as we were we were rising, we were climbing. There wasn't that much. Again, there still wasn't a great deal on us. But I I think they they're going to start taking us seriously now. Well, I mean, beating Sydney in Sydney, and not just beating them, but beating them the way we did. Like it wasn't that. Yes. It wasn't that. Like I think that we've beaten them before. like having a lot of outside play and stuff like that, but no, we beat Sydney Sydney style. Um, so yes, that's, that's 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 the big difference. Very huge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm fascinated to see GWS play Sydney there this week, uh, and see if they've got the same resolve. I, I doubt they yeah. do. Yeah, uh, that that will be an interesting one. Uh, look, Sydney. Uh, the the thing is with Sydney, it was it was great to beat them, and there was something deep down you kind of felt that we could because even the week before they they got over west coast mm. and they didn't look a hundred percent they didn't necessarily even look fully fit mm. and you know they were they were sort of blowing a bit towards the end and, and you see it again we, we started to blow them away in the second half and so yeah we'll be interesting to see them and them and gws this week will be a very interesting hit out yeah, look, absolutely. Um, and just on the Sydney at West Coast thing, I mean, I, I seem to recall it over the years. There's been a lot of times when Sydney and West Coast have won away. I, I think that's one of those weird little rivalries in my memory. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's still, I mean, it's still good, good to get that win. It's certainly good to get the first win at a new stadium that isn't in your state. I mean, that's really, that's just <laughs> rude. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 interesting. Well, I, I can assure you the Dockers people over here are pretty happy with the fact that uh, they're the only West Australian team that's won there so far between the two. So, yeah, they're certainly letting the West Coast people know about it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, look, I'm gonna I'm just going to bring up my favourite um, Perth stat for Port Adelaide, which is I think that in, it was in 2001 we won more games at Subiaco than Freo did. <laughs> yes, we we did. Yeah, that that's very. There was a period there where where Port Adelaide, our second home ground, was Subiaco. Just about, and, yeah. Oh, and, and until I moved back to WA, each time I'd go to the footy, we'd get beaten. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your fault. You're saying it's your fault then? Uh, yeah, I, I did start to blame myself. Fortunately, I, I went last year against West Coast and we won, but I was really starting to get a complex. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Looking just one other hot topic, which is interesting to see for a player coming back from suspension in Mitch Robertson, Robinson, who will be playing for the Lions, obviously. Um, his coach, Chris Fagan, has come out and said in the media he wants Mitch to play on edge. He wants him to play that way. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, do you, do you think it's really a smart thing to, to say that to a, a player returning from suspension? Uh, not keep, re- keep being rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, particularly, oh, yeah. Look, there's probably an underlying, or there's probably a deep down understanding that okay, Mitch, um, you know, show a bit of aggression, show the young guys how it's done. But you know, someone like him who can overdo it isn't great for a side that is young and is well still going through their ten year rebuild. Mm. Um, it, it's it's probably not the right example to set in front of these young guys I, I would think they're, they're not winning games they need to learn to play footy they the, the rough stuff can come later yeah and look I mean that's, that's the other thing about a young side is that it's dangerous to start on the rough side when you know <laughs> up against a side where looking at last week just by itself it's it's very likely that you'll come off worse for it you know um, oh look I, I think even uh, even Todd Marshall with his with his matchstick arms um, could probably put up a pretty good fight against some oh, of these Brisbane players. No, I think it's better than that with Todd Marshall. I think that because if you, you see him, you see him in heavy traffic, and it's like if Todd Marshall was in a fight, he could stand in the middle of it, and no one would hit him because he'd just be dodging it all. <laughs> They'd miss. You're right. They would miss. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, look, we'll move on to talking briefly about Brisbane and their season so far. Um, it hasn't been great. It hasn't yeah. been a great one for them. Um, I think that's both yeah. two losses. So uh, they lost to St Kilda Docklands and St Kilda are terrible. Um, yeah. They lost to Melbourne at the Gabba. Uh, and that's Melbourne. And I know that people are still a bit pro-Melbourne, but I've gone off them because their quality is down. <laughs> I think I think that Melbourne this year, more than last year, I think they're going to just be a really solidly mid-table side. 
Um, yeah. You know, like the eighth, eighth, ninth position where they'll just win a few games because of their midfield and then they won't have the class to really hold out and finish high on the ladder. And and I, I know we're talking about Brisbane, but how's your Melbourne membership? Ah, oh, stupid, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I should have I should I should have just waited that first week because I didn't realize I hadn't really thought about it how much I actually was watching them just because I liked seeing tall forward play. But we've got that now, so what 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 for? And Melbourne's <laughs> abandoned it, and we've also got probably the player I enjoyed watching the most at Melbourne in the forward line in Jack Watts. So it just how how dumb am I? I'm the stupidest person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but. But yeah, look, I guess I guess on Brisbane and their their season so far, as you say, they've lost to St Kilda, they've lost to Melbourne. Now, interestingly, they've they've lost two games in a row, mm. uh, and they've only made one change for this week, and that is obviously what we talked about before with Mitch Robinson. Now, um, you know, perhaps if he hadn't been suspended, there might not have been any change. Now. To, to me, that kind of says, all right, they're, they're trying to build something. They're trying to stabilise. Yeah, now, yeah. you know, they, they probably feel comfortable with the development of a few of their players over the past two weeks and probably just want to give them that little bit more stability to, uh, you know, to, again, teach them and, uh, you know, try to, to be competitive. And I guess with a young team like that too, it might be worthwhile bringing them up against Port Adelaide to say, to, or to, to see, come on, all right, we're going to Adelaide. We're playing against a, a very informed Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Let, let's see what you're made of. Yeah, look, absolutely. And I, I, I agree with you. And I think that where Brisbane's list is at, like their whole list, I mean, this is just where they're at, you know? Like this is just, yeah. they've got to take their licks pretty much because they've got that bad and they've kind of self-gutted yes. themselves. Um, and oh. a few, few very talented young guys, you know, like Cam Rayner and Hugh McCluggage, you know, in five years' time we'll be going, oof, about that much up, but right now, probably not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, like, they've named Jared Berry, who um, I think last year I wanted us to draft instead of Marshall, so how dumb am I again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jared Berry, he's been named yeah. Ruck, Ruck Rover for uh, the Lions. And that's yep. with a record so far this year of, what, 17 possessions and four clearances. <laughs> so it's it's, it's kind of yeah like that's the average so yeah 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 that's just oh. where they're at it's really rough but it's where they're at so uh you, you're right uh, I, I look they um as we know they've well when it comes to the end of the season they they lose a few more players they they take uh you know one step forward and two steps back when it comes to players so look maybe they're trying to gel this side a little bit and mm-hmm. uh give the you know let them see what they're made of. Yeah. Now, there was one thing that we briefly discussed pre-podcast, which I just want to bring up again because I'm sure <laughs> others are feeling the same way, which is I feel really bad about us taking Rockcliffe and we don't even seem to need him. <laughs> it's just, it's really, their, their midfield is so depleted. Their side is so depleted. It just feels like kicking someone, you know, when they're drunk and asleep on the ground. It's awful. <laughs> Look, no, I know. And... and... Yes, particularly as you say, and, and going back at that, looking back at, at say Barry and and I mentioned as we were talking pre-podcast uh, that they've got a, a some reasonably small bodies, uh, particularly in that midfield, etc. And to not have oh look, you know, not even having Rockcliffe. I mean, even one of their best players, Zorko, is is mm. quite a, a small body um, midfielder. So yeah, yeah. it's like. Who have they got in there to to do anything? You know, to, to to put the body in and 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 do something, um, you know, do do something a bit rough. I mean, yeah, our boys are just going to push them over. It's going to be tough for that not to happen. Um, mm. I mean, with just thinking about Pe- how Pepper and um, Wines in the middle in the I know. and you've got to think that Rockcliffe will lift against Brisbane this week after two weeks to get in form. Um, oh. It just just seems like it could be really awful. <laughs> yeah, and and you're right. Look, I, I've look we we've done well without Rockcliffe having to do anything. Yes, uh, essentially, definitely. which is which is great. You know, great for yeah. the team. But obviously, at some point, Rockcliffe's going to have to. And, and yeah, we'll give him some time because he's had the had the in, injury and everything too. But you would think this week would be a great opportunity for him to step up and say, "All right, boys, leave this one to me." Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of wonder, like, obviously the um, his endurance is going to be hurt to some extent from the lack of a preseason, yeah. but also, like, in his time at Brisbane, 
even as the, even as the hardest working player in that side, like there's just probably just an endurance level, uh, issue from that. Because if you go in hard at every contest, like he does, you know, yeah, okay, and you keep trying, keep trying. Well, you're still going to get time to rest because your teammates are going to screw it up and or by kick it out on the full or kick it to the opposition or whatever else. So you get those sort of breaks. But what we saw last week, like there was that big run for like five solid minutes. It felt like that just kept being turnover, handball, you know, pack forming, but there's still there's still play on, still play on, and just going and going and going and going and going. Like just the amount of those continuous yep. plays, like there's no way he's ready. He's had the um, yep. significant experience of those before. So I, I don't know. It might not be this week. You'd hope it would be yeah. just because it is Brisbane and all that sort of thing, and it's a feel good story. But uh, yeah, he <laughs> might still be a bit off the boil, and that's okay. We can we can afford that yeah. at this stage, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure there'll be a fair amount of self-motivation from uh, from Rocky's point of view this yeah. week. And uh, oh, look, I'm the same. Look, even if he didn't step up this week, I, I still wouldn't be. I wouldn't be quite pushing the panic button yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if he didn't step up this week, but you know, maybe maybe another week or two, and and yeah, maybe he does need to re. Maybe he would need to reset himself in the SANFL. But look, we're too far away from worrying about that, and um, I, I reckon he'll be pretty pumped for uh, for Saturday. Absolutely. Now, look, we'll just get on to our team first. Um, it's a pretty boring selection, not in that respect. There's no change. <laughs> uh, we have had a comment on Spreaker chat from the Fedora saying that uh, Wingard might. St- still be laid out from what he's heard so uh, yeah maybe that would explain yep. why Aidan Johnson's been t- named as one of the emergencies alongside Carl Amon Trent McKenzie and Lindsay Thomas so uh, Lindsay Thomas could even come in for Wingard theoretically um, yes I don't know if they would do that do you reckon they'd do that oh, look I, I'd be surprised but I did as I said to you before I, I did watch the SNFL game mm. on uh, on Saturday and uh, he, he looked good uh, he he. Uh, but having said that, that that's that's the SNFL. So yeah, true, but... uh, uh, you know, but he really you got this feeling as the ball went down there, or he was around it, he was going to do something, and um, he really seemed to be in control on Saturday. So whether he can take that to the next, le- whether he's ready to take that to the next level now in our side, or if it's still going to take a bit longer, oh, look. I'm not necessarily expecting him to play, but uh, yeah, theoretically, I, I, I don't have a real problem with it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I mean, how did Aidan Johnson play? Did he go okay? Or? Yeah, he he went well. Look, um, it was hard to find a bad player in that side, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously you, you would have seen the result. But um, yeah. I was particularly impressed. Uh, yeah, like I said, with um, uh, with, with Lindsay Thomas. And, um, yeah, look, Aidan Johnson, I thought, uh, and Carl Eamon and Jake Need have been named as emergencies. That that doesn't surprise me from Saturday either. No, well, yeah, I mean, it could be, because you've got to, I think it was multiple times last year that Hartlett was a laid out, so you've got to name halfbacks in that emergency list somehow. Um, yeah. So they're yeah. Gonna, probably going to stay there, you'd think. Um, oh, look, there's another player I love, Joe Attlee, who, um, yeah. you know, obviously is, but I watched him play too, and geez, he's, he's good, but I know we're talking about this week's team, but um, I, I, I might I might throw a spanner in the works then with the team, because it it is a bit boring, as you say, <laughs> so if you don't mind, I, sure. I'd like to throw something, you know, I just had this thought earlier, I thought, okay, it's, this is boring, okay. Um, I'm playing with chess pieces a little bit, and it's it's nothing major. But I'm thinking, right, Wingard comes out, yep, uh, comes out last minute. I'm also thinking then, I oh know it's a completely different player, but McKenzie comes in, and then Hartlett comes and plays maybe down around half forward, even in the middle, perhaps with Don Barry playing around half forward. Now I know people could absolutely jump on me for this. I'm not saying it'll happen. But I was just playing with some chess pieces, that's all. And uh, it was just a bit of a thought that I had. Yeah, look, I can't say I think that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> well, no. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it just feels like we've, we've, it's been obviously noted that we've got a pretty young defence. Um, and uh, as much as experience in individual players may not be necessary, like you don't need to have all six of your backmen have played 150 games, um, yep. If you take him out, like that's one experienced, more experienced head that vanishes from that back line, and then I think the next in line would be 
um, Jonas, really. It would just be Jonas and then a bunch of kids, pretty much. So I, I don't know if I'd go quite yeah. that far as to take Hartlett out of the defence. Um, uh, my, yeah. only, my only reason for it was it's Brisbane. And um, so I'm not saying it'll happen, but, but I was thinking, I just sort of thought, oh, look, what's something different we could do? We're, we're playing Brisbane, and I don't believe in playing around with the team this much, but we're playing Brisbane. I'm looking at their forward line as well with Rayner and um, Chris. Uh, look, I mean, they're, they're reasonable forward line, but you know, they, they, there's not much there. And I just thought, ah, oh, you know, we could probably almost put Hartlett somewhere else bring McKenzie in, see what he's made of against a side like Brisbane. Now, like I say, I'm probably being a bit cocky. Um, yeah. But I, I thought I'd bring up. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I might have a play with this. Yeah, no. Look, I mean, I wouldn't really worry about testing Trent McKenzie until we have to because don't forget, like, I don't know if they're fit yet, but, I mean, we've got Pittard and Broadbent to come in, so it's not really necessary to test our depth to the third backup flanker. Um, yep. <laughs> really. Uh, I, I do think this is definitely a week that would have been really good to blood a Ruckman. Um, so I might have said, okay, yep. if, if Wingard did drop out, you would want to bring in one of the Ruckman because yep. of the conditions, which is that you've got an, a, an, a, an ordinary AFL Ruckman, because that's Stefan Martin. He, he's playing <laughs> most weeks, but he's still kind of ordinary, but yep. also less uh, a relatively low level of consequences for not winning the tap, because as we've just talked about, like their midfield is pretty heavily depleted and we look a lot stronger. So... In theory, mm. this would be a perfect game for you know a young ruckman to come in, and yep. if, they, if if they have a really dominant ruck performance, great. It'll be a really good confidence booster for them. Uh, and if they, for some reason, they do terribly, um, <laughs> well, the consequences needn't necessarily be all that big because we should be able to win at the fall of the ball uh, this week. We should be expecting to do that. You know, certainly like, the majority of the time. Like um, we did, like we did last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, more so. So yeah, I I did see. Uh, look, I didn't mind. Uh, Frampton's game on Saturday okay. as well. Okay. Uh, he got a bit of it. Now, I'm not sure. At times, perhaps the ball use can me, but, you know, whether there was, whether was an issue with Breeze or anything. But I didn't mind his game on Saturday and uh, would be happy to see him get, get a run at some point. Honestly, at this point, as far as Frampton's concerned particularly, I think that he's going to have to literally tear a game apart at SNFL level to get a promotion. Yeah, um, yep. and I don't know. I, I don't know if I've, I've even heard of that happening. Um, <laughs> no, and so I think that's. I think that's all it is. You know, uh, that I think that unless he's showing that level of performance at SNFL level, I don't think they're going to elevate him because I think they're happy with the options they're using right now. Unless we yes. suddenly come up against an all Australian ruckman or whatever else that we need to negate, then they might get yep. a run. But he's, he's going to have to do something special. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and look, it's, it's probably the same with when you look at the three of them: him, um, uh, Laddams, and uh, the, the young guy, that's Sam Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I think all of them. It is unfortunate we, we do seem to have that gap between you know our our current, well, say, Paddy Ryder, mm-hmm. and our other designated ruckman. Um, where we have to use guys like Dougal Howard and Charlie Dixon and that type of thing. But, hey, you're right, it, it's working for now, uh, and and hopefully it comes off again for the next few weeks. Yeah, and look, we just had a comment from Craig Jones on Spreaker Chat. He reckons mm. none of our SNFL Ruckman played all that well in the Ruck on Saturday. Um, okay. Both Hayes and Frampton had minimal hit-outs compared to the Crows Ruckman, and Laddams only yep. had single digits, which... You know, because we would yep. be realistically, we would be primarily bringing them in to do hit outs. Like that, that's that's really yeah. what we're talking about. Um, yep. So if they're not doing well there, then yeah, okay, maybe that's not. Yeah. This, oh, maybe look, this isn't I, the way I, to do it. No, no. Look, I saw his game sort of around the ground, and you know, marking that, which I, I didn't mind. But no, that's a fair, um, that's a fair stat. And again, look, I'm I'm not entirely surprised that uh, he's not playing, uh, and mm. in a sense that. I think if they wanted to bring a Ruckman in, I'd be okay with him coming in. But I think yeah. with what we had last week, it worked. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you talk about don't change a winning side, but as a fan, it should be like, don't complain about a winning side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know? that's right. Has, like, has... They seem to know what they're doing, so let's just give them a bit of leeway to do what they're doing <laughs> yes. now. Wait for a loss has, at least. 
has, has any has anyone knocked my uh, Trent McKenzie pick yet? The only thing that's happened is I think that Craig uh, Jones again has suggested he'd like to see Jack Trengove get a go, which I suppose is rivaling yeah. the Trent McKenzie suggestion. I really don't want to see Jack Trengove get a go myself. <laughs> I just don't oh, think he's got enough. Um, yeah. Oh, look, look, you, you as a as a second Melbourne supporter, um, <laughs> you, you, you've you've probably seen a bit of him. I, I, look, there's, I don't think there's a spot for him just yet. Um, but do, do you have you seen much of Trengove at all? Or? Well, I've, what I've seen, I haven't been impressed with. Okay, um, and but importantly, like even based on right now, like we know he's we talk about our depth in halfback, which is realistically yep. that's where he's going to play. We've got Pittard to come yep. back, Broadbent to come back, and Trent McKenzie, like we've just seen, you know, already he's been listed as basically our preference for that third backup halfback. Trengover yep. so, down, so far down that list. And when you think about his what he brings to the team, like you look at our current defence and they all bring something really, really spectacular, frankly. They do, um, You've yeah. got the intercept marking of Houston, you've got the one percenters spoiling of Howard, you've got with Bonnie, you've got that uh, fantastic attack that he has. Um, you've got with yep. um, da, 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 Jonas, he's got that ability and that ability to play taller than maybe he should be able to and that physicality oh, to his game. You've got Darcy Burns-Jones, who's just always there. He just stays around and he just keeps on being a pain in the ass. And you've got Hartlett with his good kick. Um, you know, And then you talk about, okay, who are you going to bring in and what does he add? And like, Okay, Trent McKenzie you can make a case for because he has got that ridiculously long kick. But when you get to Jack, when you get to Jack Trengrove, you're not really adding much anymore. You know, you're not adding speed. Yeah. You're not adding contested marking. You're not adding a, a physicality we don't already have with other players already in the side. You, you're really adding nothing uh, new to that backline. So he yeah. is purely a depth player that you only bring in when you haven't got better options available. Unfortunately, for my view. Um, Actually, I have to agree on that. What what you say about um, you don't you don't get the extra speed, you don't get the extra physicality, or no, all that no. sort of thing. Yeah, it, it, that's probably something that's troubled me. Look, I, I can I have no problem with the fact that he's on the list, but that's probably something that's tr- sort of troubled me. In how do you get him into the side? And yeah, he from what I, from in my mind and from what you've been saying. Um, I don't see any value add at the moment. No, no, and that's it. Um, and we've got a couple of those guys playing at SNFL. Like obviously, Tompas is another one where we sort of yep. hoped he'd, he'd come out of that uh, issue he had, and he hasn't. So okay. No. Um, no. But yeah, right now, like the, you make changes for two reasons, and one is for matchups, and the other is because you've got injuries. And Trengove is definitely a waiting for injuries player, in my view. <laughs> yes, um, actually, Tompas. Thomas got um, he got injured early in the game, mm. uh, something to do with his shoulder, and then he was uh, look again. I, I was quite. I mean, it was hard to find a bad player, but I was quite impressed with his game on okay. Saturdays. What well, now? Not to say that he's AFL level, because again, a bit similar to what you said, and a bit you know the, the Trengo thing. He doesn't. There's not a lot of value add. But I thought no. at SNFL level, he he, he was great. Yeah, yeah, and look, I mean, that's not... We've, we talked about in the off-season um, how the way we're recruiting is going to be really fantastic for our training. And I yeah. think that as much as anything, like that's what he's there for. He's he's there to remind everyone, and so is Mackenzie, for that matter. He's there to remind everyone currently in the team that, hey, look, if you decide that, you know, you, you can afford to relax even a second, like, you made a mistake, buddy, because um, you've yeah. been replaced. So, uh, mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, we'll move. We'll move along. If that's all right. To talk yes. about uh, Brisbane and our matchups against them. Um, they've made one change this week. Mitch Robinson is back in from suspension, coming in for Daniel McStay. Who I don't know if that's a real loss. He, he's all right. He's sort of in that you know <laughs> that edge tier of Brisbane, which is to say he probably wouldn't be playing at most other AFL clubs. Um, but that's okay. Yes. Uh, and so you have got the the right contests. We've already talked about it, I suppose, a little bit. Stefan Martin uh, versus. Oh. We'd have to say it's probably going to be Hoff, really, because it's... Uh, yeah, look, I I wonder... Um, there, there'd been a bit of... Yeah, Dixon uh, Dixon could go all right there, too. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree, though. My preference is the Hoff, and I'd rather see Dixon. I, I think Dixon needs to... Need probably a bit of time down the forward line to just uh, work on his craft again. Yeah. Um, well, but... Uh, yeah, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, I mean, as much as anything, I think that 
playing Dixon and Ruck is one of those tricks that should be put away occasionally because otherwise people yeah. will be planning for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The the, uh, the spontaneity. You, you want to keep the spontaneity about it yeah. all. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Look, happens, it, but, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. Right, look, my preference, I, I, I'm quite happy to have West off there and I'd just like to see Dixon, like I said, he, it'd be good to just have him in the forward line, just get some of that goal kicking back in him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And look, he still adds so much in that forward line to other players around him, you know, realistically. And he'll run all day. I mean, he's just, he, I think he's what he's in our leadership group this year, isn't he? So he's our forward leader, effectively. Um, yes. You know, there's no reason why we shouldn't play him forward. Um, yep. I guess, again, we could talk about it if not only we have to... We, we, for him to play in the ruck this week, we'd have to be losing in ruck and losing the game. Um, and I, can, I can see us maybe <laughs> yeah. doing one of those, but probably not both. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hopefully um, it's just losing in ruck. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, but if both of those are happening, then yeah, I guess Dixon might go in ruck, but I'd be hugely yeah. disappointed if we were in that situation this week. Um, yeah. Oh, look, and um, I think, well, they've actually named Dougal Howard to play Ruck. So, yeah. um, I mean, again, I, I don't mind that. But, yeah, I think between him and Westhoff, see, I really like Westhoff. You, he's, he just gives so much all around the ground that um, you, you're, I agree with you. I'd sort of like to see him playing in the Ruck more and perhaps Dougal Howard and, and yeah, much less on Dixon. Yeah, now we've had a, another comment in um, Spreaker chat from Craig Jones. He reckons he was disappointed in Hoss' ruck work last week because he didn't contest the ruck contest on a lot of occasions. Um, okay. For me, Hoff in ruck isn't about that. Like we've already talked earlier about how um, we reckon that a lot of the time Stefan Martin's just going to be effectively winning the tap and palming it straight to one of our players pretty much. Um, mm. Not because of his incompetence, but just because we should be able to control the space a bit better with the bigger bodies. And uh, um, In that respect, yep. it's really... Hoff isn't there to be the, the tap winner. He's there to be uh, the accountable unit across midfield and also to make uh, uh, Martin accountable to him because if he can just run around in midfield doing what Westhoff does, I mean, that'll be much more damaging than uh, him being a good tap and ruck, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and with, with Hoff playing ruck, which he has you know many times over the years, that's, that is what it's always been about, mm. just him being there as, as an accountable you know, accountable midfielder and yep. doing the work that he does. Well, and but yeah, in this case, I think it's just like if you, I, I don't know how good Stefan Martin is at being an accountable ruckman. <laughs> how good do you reckon yeah. he is? Oh, do you reckon he can keep up with oh. Westhoff running around the middle of the ground? Because I don't. <laughs> no, no way. No way. <laughs> He'll get oh. tied out pretty quick. So uh, that, mm. that's right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, all right, so the rucks, I think we're pretty happy to put a big tick for Port Adelaide in that one, are we? Yes. Yep. All right. Yes, we we might not win the hitouts, but we're we're okay with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now midfield, we already talked a little bit briefly about how it's not the greatest right now. Um, Beams mm. and Zorko, and after that, four. Oh, you know, it, it's uh, feels like it's a randomly generated list of names. Um. Oh, look. <laughs> I, I could I could just see Ollie Wines walking up to Zorka and just picking up picking him up and saying, "Excuse me, you're standing in my spot." I mean, uh, <laughs> it's oh look. It, when I look, I was I was looking at some of these matchups before, and I'm thinking it's it's. I mean, again, I hate to be cocky, but it, it's sort of like boys against yeah, you know, men against boys, boys against men. Well, literally, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've we've got them. Um, We've certainly got them in size, sort of, particularly in, in, in body shape, size, so weight, mm. uh, you know, our ability to win clearances, um, hard ball is really going to be a problem for the midfield. And I, and I mean, it's probably a bit of a cliche in footy, but I think our midfield is is really going to be where it starts for us. Yeah, uh, I guess if... I'll, I'll, I'll posit a suggestion and you can shoot it down because we'll just try and mm. play devil's advocate for Brisbane here if you've got this match coming up. Go for it. I kind of wonder, like, you talk about the strength, like how would you beat Port Adelaide? And it's like, okay, well, you've got a small midfield, then you need them to be um, able to win the ball at ground level and they need to be really good at setting up play, which, they, you know, Beams and Zorka, they're not terrible at that. But I'm just kind of wondering whether um, Stefan Martin just, you know, if he thinks he's going to win the tap, whether they just maybe are anticipating that he'll just 
bang as far away from the centre of the square as possible. You know, like at the centre bounce, like yep. you just bang it wide out in an open space consistently um, and then hope that they've got the pace to pick up on that because they've got some options in that regard. Um, you know, with it and uh, we'll talk about him in the defence, like uh, if he hidden backwards for whatever reason, he picked his, yeah. the top possession winner, I think, at the moment. Oh, there we are. Yeah, the third most average possessions, leading lines in rebound 50s. Uh, and you've got a guy like Cam Rayner who, you know, number one draft pick uh, last year. Um, he's a half forward effectively. Like, he can certainly roam about in space and do whatever he wants. So I'm just wondering whether that might be how Brisbane might approach Port Adelaide this week is just to tell yep. Stefan when you hit it, make sure you hit it as hard as you can and then we'll sort the rest out from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, that, that's a good point. And, look, as you say, from a devil's advocate point of view, but I think even from there, so, I mean, even running in from half-back for us, you, you've got uh, Byrne Jones, Hartlett, you know, around the yeah, sides you've got Motlop Pollock. I, I still think that, you know, we've got some... Not only have we got the side, we, I think we've got the experienced experienced ball winners as well. So yeah. if, if the ball's out in the open, um, I really think that our players have got the ability to still even be first to it. I mean, Cam Rayner will be good for a while, but he only he's only playing his third game of footy. Um, if it's, you know, if it's on as the an example, end, I mean, you've got you know Luke Hodges is playing, and I think that Luke Hodges always shown an ability to sort of be just sort of receive yes. the ball out in space. And we talked about Alex Witherton on the other wing, Sam Mays. I mean, he would eat that up if he, if he was in a position to take advantage of that sort of strategy. And so they they've got a few halfbacks that could yep. play in that sort of game, but. Uh, yep. Gee, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it would necessarily work all that great for them, but it might be something that they do occasionally when they're getting sick of uh, at the midfields <laughs> being monstered by uh, just dumping wines and uh, pal pepper at uh, Martin's feet and just controlling it. Like just break it up, you know, make it uh, a different sort of contest whenever you can. So it might be a bit of back and forth between strategies. It would be interesting to see. I, I do know at times, uh, having played footy, that uh, yeah, if if you are losing control of the midfield and decide to hit long. Um, you're almost just going for broke, and uh, more yeah. often than not, <laughs> you're still getting done. But yeah. uh, look, that, that that might be something we that might be something we watch out for. Yeah, yeah, and I forgot to mention Lewis Taylor. Like he's a hugely outside player. I had a look. He's getting he's right up in there in the possession count, but he's only got twenty three percent contested ball. Then if you're talking yep. about midfielders, that would be saying yes, yes, please use the strategy. I mean, he's top of the list for sure. Having a chance yeah. to sort of run around in space and have a ball hopefully get bumped his way. Um, so it's interesting <laughs> in that respect to see whether we are forced to be more accountable to at least negate the, the tap and bring the ball to ground at the foot of the rucks instead of letting Martin do what he wants. It'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit of a battle of the coaches there almost, really, when you've got such limited <laughs> tools available. Um, it it could be well. See, it'll be a big challenge for Fagan with yeah. uh, with what he does have mm. compared to to what we've got. And again, with, without try, you know, without sounding cocky, we we do have a good side. We've got an experienced side. They, they they've got good strong bodies. They have got good fitness. Um, it'll be a good. Uh, it'll be a really good test for the for the young Brisbane side. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Now, it's it's entirely feasible that they'll do okay with the midfield. I mean, that is probably one of their stronger areas on the ground. Um, yep. But it's just a matter of how influential they are. Like, if we can make it so that every ball they get, they have to sort of loft it high with terrible floaty passes into the forward line, I think we should be fine. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. Look, I think every AFL side has a very good midfield Um because that's what they tend to build their teams around. But I think in this case, um, our midfield will be better. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, mean, <laughs> I think that most people that uh, you know don't know anything about either side, they'll just assume that Ports is better at this point, and I think that's probably fair. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's yep. just going to be interesting on the day to see how it goes. Um, if, if we look... I, I, I was going to say, I think from Brisbane's point of view, uh, it'd be interesting to see how some of their, their younger players um, do go there. So, yeah, it will, will be interesting to see. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to say that we've probably got a big tick for us winning midfield? Yep. Yep, feeling good there? Okay. Moving yeah. on to their forwards. Now, this is an interesting area in my mind. Um, it is a young forward line as named. Uh, it might not turn out like this. Um, Eric Kipwood, uh, I think he's, what, in his second year or something like that? Cam Rayner uh, is in his first year, and Hugh McCluggage is in his second. Oh, Kipwood might be in his third. I'm not sure. 
Right, um, yep. And, uh, you know, we've got the young defence, we've got the young forward line. I'm just sort of wondering about some of those matchups in, in some respects. Like, we had Howard keeping up with Buddy Franklin, um, but is Hipwood not necessarily... I don't know if more agile is the word, is the word, but more capable of zigzagging with tight corners than Franklin is, for example. That might be more challenging for Howard to keep up with in some respects. I don't know. Um, Not sure how I feel about that. Quite possibly. The thing is, though, I I don't know if if Hipwood... uh, And and not to say that... And and Howard certainly doesn't, but I don't know if Hipwood's quite got the the maturity that... um, well, he doesn't have the maturity that, that Buddy yeah. Franklin's got. No, true. And, and so uh, him and Howard, I think they're, they're roughly of similar age. Uh, I, I, I think Howard, particularly with the people around him, mm-hmm. c- could certainly uh, could certainly shut him out quite well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think that that, that should um, work in our favour, um, or most of those matchups, certainly the ones with the younger guys. Cam Rain is a bit of a bull. He's not a small plot. He's not a small forward. He's very definitely a medium forward. Oh. He's 188 centimetres or something, so he's certainly formidable. Uh, and he, at junior level, he is actually a bit of a physical player. So it'll be interesting to see how we match up on him. I'm kind of wondering whether he gets Jonas. Um, just yeah. Because if he tries that physical shit on Jonas, he'll realise what the difference is between <laughs> under-18s and AFL level. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> You could be right. I mean, look, Cam Rayner is a ready-made player, and yeah, yeah. you know, physically, and so I think that uh, yeah, you might be right with Jonas, or may, maybe we just send Sam Pal Pepper down there to do a number or something. Mm. You know, I it um... might be a bit tricky for, for Sam, but uh, yeah, yes. I mean, the, the other candidate obviously would be someone like Darcy Byrne Jones, but I think that Byrne Jones probably yeah. gives away a bit too much hype for Rayner because Rayner is a good overhead mark as well. Um, and there might be a bit of that happening. So I'm, I'm inclined to treat him like a small, you know, that, that third tall forward to some extent, even though I think he's probably their second, really. Um, yeah. Interesting yeah. to see yeah. what the matchup is, though. Um, it might probably, yeah. Burn Jones will probably, I don't know, I guess the next question for me is who gets Charlie, uh, Charlie Cameron? Well, perhaps Houston or Bonner. Um so I know in the in the the matchups here they've they've sort of named Houston on camera. Oh, these matchups mean nothing, but um, you know you could use look, those guys can be. Can, Houston's quite an accountable player, yeah. And Char, Charlie Cameron needs that. So I, I think and you've got to stick quite close. And what I've found with with Houston is that at times he's prepared to sacrifice. Uh, himself yeah. or his own game for that. So I actually don't don't mind Houston, Houston matching up on him. There, there could be some use of we, – we do need to be mindful that there could be some use of Charlie Cameron further down the field as well. Mm. Um, and I think Houston can keep up with that. Yeah, look, I think that's, that's probably fair. Um, Windy Runner on the Spreaker chat has piped in. He said he reckons that uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones gets Cameron. Yep. I'm probably more inclined towards that sort of matchup myself because I think that I think for me Houston and his intercepting mark is going to be really valuable this week because I because of the way I think that delivery into the forward line is going to be. I think it's going to be you know like I already said high and floaty. I reckon is what we're going to see a bit of this week. Either that or you know sort of grubber kicks that end up bouncing on the ground ten times <laughs> before they get to a player. Um, I reckon it'll be a combination of that when Brisbane go forward. So uh, I'm inclined to leave Houston and. Bonner with you know less important matches because of course Charlie Cameron is their leading goal kicker so far this year he's kicked six in two games. Um, yep. It probably does merit fairly close attention and you don't necessarily want your creators doing that. I think. Yep. Um, and particularly against Brisbane, like we want to we want to take advantage every opportunity when they do surge forward that we can you know beat them before they can get back in position properly. So uh, that turnaround is going to be important. Yep. Um, Ryan Lester's been named at centre-half forward and he's a forward that has kicked less than half a goal a game last year um, so <laughs> I, I don't know how seriously we take that placement um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting yeah. that, that is a good stat um, I, I think uh, where are we um, he is it appears he can be quite good for um, contested ball so he's prepared to go hard 
and use his body. Um, but then, look, to, Tom Cleary can can certainly handle that and and yeah, take that for sure. You think that? I mean, that seems like the natural matchup is Tom Cleary on uh, Leicester if he yeah. forward. So, um, yep. All right. Well, look, I think we've talked about it probably enough. Oh, sorry. It's the forward summary, which is that so far this year, they're also uh, working against them is the fact that they're averaging 11 goals a game as a forward line, uh, 66 yeah. points. And that's, you know, against St Kilda and Melbourne, uh, yeah. the way they're playing. Um, that's oh. really showing a lot of, a, a real lack of potency there. So um, with that in mind, how are you feeling about that forward, uh, their forward line? Do you think we'll beat them? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, bearing in mind, we've got, uh, you know, one of the best defences going around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we can comfortably match up on that forward line. Yeah, I think that's probably our strongest area uh, in some respects um, because it will get it will get used and we'll be fine, I reckon. Yes. Um, should be a good percentage builder, hopefully. But uh, first of all, let's talk about their defence. Um, it is an interesting area on the ground for Brisbane. Uh, mm. They seem to be... They seem to be setting up basically for hoping they can bring the ball to ground and then run it back as well as they possibly can. Like, if you look at the way they're lined up and you look at yep. the players that are playing there, and also not just that, you look at the players that are actually playing well for them right now, they are those sorts of players. Um, like Alex Witherden, we already mentioned, um, he was one of Macca's guys from the last draft, not not this most recent one, but the one before, I think. I think. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, he's a leading for rebound 50s for the Lions. Uh, and I just kind of reckon that they they think that they're going to be able to pressure, or hoping that they're going to be able to pressure out every forward and then take advantage on the rebound to some extent. Uh, obviously, adding Luke Hodge into that defence, that's certainly what they would be hoping he would add to it as well. Um, so it does seem kind of really, really hopefully slingshotty, but mm. without, without many tools, but with a few that could theoretically work if they all get in the same, involved in the same play. Um, yeah, Luke, Luke yeah. Hodge. Luke Hodge will provide. Luke, I mean, he he will provide some tremendous leadership down there. I, I almost I think. So. I, I, yeah, look, I look at their backline and think, oh, you know, it's a developing backline. Hmm. I think without Luke Hodge, you'd almost just you'd almost just crumble. Um, you know, he 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 can really provide a lot to that backline, as you said. You know, he can he can get a bit of outside ball. Um, and and set up further down the ground, or, or you know he's he's not afraid to go in hard as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure how one on one accountable they're intending on being. Um, mm. So that's going to be an interesting one from a coaching perspective to see whether uh, Fagan's been able to impart how he wants them to zone up uh, in his what is his second year, isn't it, as the Brisbane coach? Yeah, I think it must be, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that works. Um, I don't think it will, but, you know, it, it could, theoretically. Yeah. Oh, look, no, you're right. Actually, I've I noticed that they've got this, this uh, Harris Andrews. They've got reasonably good raps on him yeah, yeah. as well uh, in the back line now. Look, most likely on Watts, but uh, I think Harris Andrews, uh, yeah, he he could he could provide a little bit more of a challenge for Jack Watts. Um, what what do you think there? I mean, you've probably seen a fair bit more of Jack Watts than than I have. Oh, look, I think if Harris Andrews is lining up on anyone other than Tally Dixon, I think that they've got a mismatch. Um, yeah. Not, not because I think he'll do well on Dixon, but because I think that Dixon's the most formidable forward in our forward line, really. Um, yep. Like Watts is, we talked about, and this is interesting. I think it's changed already within two weeks. Which we talked briefly about how it would be, you know, something like uh, um, Dixon's now number one key forward, Watts is number two, and Marshall's number three. But I think that Watts is clearly number three at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's. I think yeah. that if I think the way that Marshall's playing, he is playing as that complementary second tall forward that we have wanted since entering the AFL with Bowen Lockwood. Realistically. Um, I think that Watts is that third one. He, he's our forward west off. Um, so yeah. uh, if they put their, their more formidable back one on our third west forward, I, I think that that's a big mistake if they do that. So uh, Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, good good call. Um, no, there was an interesting stat, which I saw with Harris Andrews, because I'll, I'll go through AFL tables before these and just read through them and see if I can make sense of it. And he's got 18 one percenters for the year. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good. And I thought, oh, that's right. Dougal Howard has that in a game. 
<laughs> so it's, so it's, it's not the same position, obviously, they might be playing on each other, but it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is still a good number of one percenters for any player to have, but it's like, wow, how good yes. is Google Howard? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you've just reminded me, I probably need to think about, uh, I've got Harris Andrews in my fantasy footy, so oh, I've, I've got to okay. think about, you've just reminded me, I better double check my defence there, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a, always a possibility that he'll get a few free kicks. Um, he might be the, the sort yeah. of guy that gets to be the recipient of a few. I don't know how they score in most fantasy leagues. Do they get points for free kicks? Given uh, not in my – no, look, I, I won't go into it, but, but okay, not cool. in the comp that I'm in. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, look, he is um, – no, Harris Andrews, he, he's certainly got some big raps on him. And, uh, yeah, you, look, you're probably right. Maybe he does need to be uh, Maybe he does need to be looking more at Dixon, in, in which case then they've got Josh Walker. Yeah. Um, who's he's probably – look, I haven't seen enough of Brisbane, but I'm wondering how similar or how different to Harris Andrews Josh Walker actually is. They they appear to be sort of similar height and shape, Um number of games I, I don't know you know maybe he's the one for for Jack Watts from what you're saying well I, I mean again I, I just kind of feel like um, you've got Walker and um, Andrews I think that'll I think they'll match up on Dixon and Marshall really I think yeah, okay. I reckon they'll try and compete with Jack Watts just with a runner because um, okay. you know if we were playing if, if again devil's advocate if we were playing with the port defense against the port forward line Yep. That's exactly what I do. Like at best case scenario, I'd put someone like Houston on Watts um, because I reckon he'd go with him around the ground. And I reckon he'd compete well enough in the air. Um, yeah, that would be more what I'd be looking is that that um, air contest. So okay. If, I, I don't know. I, I think Marshall's. Pro- I mean, Marshall. Well, he's equal sixth or something in the Coleman right now, isn't he? I think he's probably yeah a little bit more attention than Watts at this point. But who knows? It could all turn around this week. Watts could kick eight. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, he he, and he's got the ability to. He does, he does. But um, until he's in that perfect form, uh, yeah. Marshall's our number two key forward right now, isn't that? Isn't that? Wouldn't have thought we were going to say that. I know. Go, eh? <laughs> I know. And uh, he, he's look. I'm just waiting for the moment he gets his. He, he must be uh, almost eligible for for a rising star nomination. Yeah, well, it's just a matter of having enough of a. Like, if he gets another three or four goals this week, he'll get it this week, I reckon, because it's going to be hard for him to overlook a key forward that's already got, you know, more than 10 goals in three games. Um, you would hope so. You'd think so, unless there was some truly outstanding performance. I mean, it's entirely feasible that one of the guys we're going up against will have that outstanding performance. Cam Rayner yep. get away from us and, you know, have 30 possessions yeah. and two goals or something. Um, yes. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if Witherden's eligible still. I think he probably is, but um, we'll look into that. He might uh, have yeah, a chance. He... Yeah, he, yeah, he's only nineteen or something at the moment. And, yeah, no, it's um, the, end, I mean, uh, the games played is the one that's probably yeah, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. No, he only played nine. I think the cutoff is ten from memory. Yep. So he's um, he's just gone over that ten game threshold, but that's okay because he's done it this year. So yeah, it could be with him. He could get a nomination against us. You never know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, mm. well, what about uh, do, now? Where do you think Luke Hodge would go? Uh, look, um, against our forward line? Yeah. I, I reckon... Here in the matchups, they've said Travis Boke, which um, that could be an interesting hit out, but I don't know that it would last that long. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Hodge would get what's. Yeah, could be that. That actually wouldn't be too bad a call. Yeah, because uh, probably not quite the size of Dixon. Probably a bit of a waste on Marshall. Yeah. Um, you're right. He could be a, a good match up for Jack Watts. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's probably where I'd be leaning with the tools that they've got on hand. Um, yeah, you'd be looking at someone like Sam Mays probably, and he'd be all right. But I think that you can probably have a better match up for Sam Mays on someone else. Whereas Luke Hodge, I think yeah. he could play on Jack Watts and still be quite involved in their defensive plays. So, um, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it looks like I mean the the prediction is that Sam Mays maybe maybe taking the resting Ruckman. Okay. Okay. 
Um, Windy Run is coming. He reckons it's going to be Boke for Hodge, which, look, I mean, you know, that, that's mm. not that's not the worst possible one. Um, no. I think I wrote a comment about, I can't see, uh, in the rundown I'm putting in the Hodge, I can't see Hodge hurting us much unless he tries to slam Wingard's head into the goalpost again. <laughs> so we'll yeah. Make, yeah. <laughs> Hodge on Wingard, I suppose, is a possibility, but, uh, gee, uh, That'd be a, it could be a bit of a firecracker if that happens. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll cross paths a few times during the yeah, game. If, I'm if, sure. uh, yeah, Wingo. So, so that should be interesting. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're pretty confident we should be able to beat that defence, are we? Or is that probably where do you rank? In, if we're talking about forwards, midfield, ruck, and defence, where do you reckon defence comes? How confident you're feeling that we can beat them? Oh, oh, very confident with with the forwards that we've got. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is the side we recruited for, you know, to be to be able to say that. Oh, yeah, look, our our forwards are going to beat most defence because as, even as, as you pointed out, if we, yeah, if, if it's not Dixon or it's not Marshall, it's Watts. So yeah, you know, yeah. ha, how do you try and uh, try and make up for that? And then you know, at, at the ground, there's, there's guys like Wingard, and as we saw, Boak. Uh, the other day, so yeah, and and let's not forget Sammy Bray. You know he he keeps bobbing up. Oh and yeah, Don Barry and oh, it's ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I in a way I, I do feel a bit guilty with this game because it, it feels like it's it's an easy one to judge to say oh yeah we'll, we'll win this line we'll win this line we'll win this line yeah um, but it's hard to see on paper with Brisbane uh, much much different to that against Port Adelaide at this stage. Well, look, I mean, it's one of those things where if you're looking at, you talk about the, like, stories, and there's a lot of stories in football, yeah? Um, yes. And y- this is the sort of game where you'd say, oh, look, and this is the game where, you know, people started saying, oh, okay, that's what Chris Fagan's about, and oh, look at that young talent from Brisbane. Like, this is the sort of thing where in history you go, oh, yeah, that was the forming of them being an okay side again. Um, yeah. But the reality is, like, if that happens against us, I mean, that's that's... That is one that will actively take away from us because there's no way we should be challenged by Brisbane this week. Realistically, we we just shouldn't be. Um, no, not not at home. Not and, and I no, well anywhere really, because um, we should, yeah, looking, yeah, on paper yeah. on paper we're superior yeah. on every line. So if we lose this yeah. week, then that means the one line we're not superior on is coaching. Um. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, fair call. Really? I I believe um, I think Brisbane's average losing margin at Adelaide Oval, because they haven't won one there yet, mm-hmm. it's something like 70 points. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. And you you look at this, and again, I hate, to, yeah, I hate to sound cocky, but I can't see it being much different. You know what? Let's turn it around. Let's just be arrogant Port fans and say we're going to beat them. Okay. We're going to uh, win by at least 60 points. Are you happy with that? Oh look! What what the hell? This is a port. This is a port <laughs> okay. fan radio. So yeah, of course we are. We're going to flog well, them. I just realised we're spinning to sound a bit like Crows fans, desperately trying to be the underdog to something. But no, no, no. We're just going <laughs> to nail it. <laughs> yeah, but let's not do that. Yeah, good point. We, we are. In fact, I, I do think it'll. I honestly think it'll be more than ten goals. Yeah, yeah, could be. I mean, it should be. You would you would expect yeah. that. Um, yes, I reckon the bookie. Oh, look, let's look. I imagine the bookies are saying something like that. I reckon they're pretty yeah. close to that. Um, oh, gee. Well, surely we we must be like a, a dollar and ten or something to 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 win this game. Yeah, I um, but I'm sure we'd be pretty close odds. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, um, just a couple of brief ones, um, just quickly on the coach. Uh, I don't think we should be concerned about Chris Fagan. We normally talk about the coach. Um, because his side is so thin, it's hard to know if he actually can coach yet. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I think we just don't know. We don't. We don't know. It's it's true. Look, I, Fagan is someone. I mean, we we don't. I mean, as Port supporters, I, I don't know a great deal about him. Um, and then as well, I don't know a great deal about his team either. So. Um, many years ago, I would have said the same about Port Adelaide when when Ken Hinckley came on. Uh, obviously, I knew a fair fair amount about our team and um, only a little bit about him. But fortunately, uh, he was able to get the best out of him. Yeah, um, yeah. And Fagan hasn't. Like it, it's one of those things where it'd be interesting because we're seeing how Joey's turning around Gold Coast a bit. Like if Joey had taken the Brisbane job at the start of this year, do you reckon? He, I mean, he could be doing a similar thing there right now. Um, oh, here we go. Windy Run has come in. Uh, he's, with the, he's checked the odds. Brisbane are paying $10 yeah. and Port are paying $1.10. Um, oh, did I? Oh, I nailed it then. Yeah, well, I mean, when those odds are like that, that generally <laughs> means that there's not a lot of money on it either. <laughs> it's like there's no yeah. <laughs> So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's usually, 
Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's good, all right. Yeah, yep, yep. Might be, might be one for the margin betters, this one, I reckon. <laughs> Could be, I think, yes. I mean, I don't bet on footy, but, um, no, no. yeah, it's uh, that, that, that's a very good point. All right, and as far as psychological advantage, like, it's not really a real point discussing. I'll just read out a couple of stats. Porter got the psychological advantage because the last time Brisbane beat us was in 2015. The last time they beat us in Adelaide was in 2012. Um, we've got it. We're, we're fine. Yeah. We've absolutely got the psychological advantage this week. Um, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now, look, um, we normally have questions from Bigfooty, but I don't know if they got asked this today, so that's okay. We'll skip along. We're actually running over time because we've been talking so much. Who, who knew we'd be able to talk this much about uh, a Brisbane game? Uh, Incredible. I, and I told you I was afraid talking about <laughs> Brisbane because we didn't, uh, uh, we've done well, Portia. Mm-hmm. We're doing good. All right, so we'll just do the final wrap, jump into that. Um, yep. Who's your, Obviously, your winning side is Port because we have not really said anything else. <laughs> but what, what are you going with, with for your final margin pick? Okay, I'll say, uh, I'm going to say 82 points. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I reckon I'll cut you out on the underside there and I'll go for, I don't know, what, 75? Okay. Geez, <laughs> hoping... you haven't... Uh... We, we haven't put much difference in that, have we? <laughs> Look, I mean, honestly, I reckon this could be one of those games where we could actually win by 100. Because, um, yeah. again, if you talk about stories in football, like, you know, smashing Sydney at home and then coming out and beating another team uh, in Adelaide by 100 points, like that tells you Port's arrived. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is this is the Essendon 2000 season for Port Adelaide. We'll win <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all of them, Great call. There's no reason yes, when you see the matches coming up, there's no reason why we couldn't. So, uh, well, since we since we beat Sydney now, let's face it, we're we're riding high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, who's your highest goal kicker for Port Adelaide? That's the good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I'm going to say I'm going to say Charlie's Charlie's back. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call Charlie. No, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stephen Marshall. Three goals. Okay. I reckon there's going to be a lot of ones and twos this week. Um, Marshall. Uh, is there a fringe okay. player for Port Adelaide that you think is going to lock up their spot for next week? I think that I don't. That's even a relevant question this week because there's been no change, so it seems like we're pretty stable. Yeah, I, I struggled. I struggled with that. Yeah. Um, that I saw that question. I thought, I don't know. The, yeah, I mean, really, on the fringe for us is oh, Don Barry, right? maybe. But yeah, yeah. Rockliffe. Yeah. Rockliffe, he's so, the only one. Yeah, yeah. I, so. No, it's hard to see. I can't imagine too many people really struggling to lose their spot after this week. Yeah, I mean, just looking through the list, I can't see anyone there that is even favoured to maybe be someone that would drop out. So yeah, and as long as Sam, I mean, I guess as long as Sam Gray keeps performing, he'll be fine. As long as he keeps getting his one or yep. two and doing useful things, he's fine, and he's probably reasonably in danger. Oh, oh look, but but and he does a reasonable job. I mean, when you look yeah, at him. Yeah. And I, w- I will just say, if he's not kicking goals, he is doing some of the defensive stuff. He so is, he is, he's, yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. The, exactly the guy that you need for a really good team, because yep. when it's a close match, and it comes down to those players eighteen to twenty two on your list to um, be the difference, he can do that. Uh, so yep. he's 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 shown he can do that. He's done it in tough games, and he's done it uh, consistently. Uh, who who would have thought to be talking this year about Sam Gray having achieved consistency? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I reckon yeah. That his, his effort is consistent, and I think that's what uh, um, Hinkley looks for and the coaches look for. So uh, I think that's gone well. Um, yeah. We've just had Windy Runner on the uh, Spreaker chat. He's even more optimistic than us. He reckons Dixon's going to kick ten, so that's good. Oh, go Windy! I'll be stoked if he does. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, now yep. another one. Uh, are you ready to say we're going to win the premiership this year? <laughs> you had me thinking about this the other week. Um, uh, and you know what? After beating Sydney, I'm going to firmly say, yes, we can. Let, let's let's be confident. Yeah. Now, I just want to repeat something that came up on the Alberton front bar on Sunday night, which uh, was that uh, there's a few people that have said that they're going to get a pair tattoo if we win the premiership in 2018. So if you want to join in on that, anyone listening in, feel free. <laughs> It'll probably just be. I think I'll, I'll, I'll put. I said I'll do it. I'll get a, a pair with a 2018 in it or something like that. So uh, 
Time, time to time to put your money where your mouth is for fans and you know commit to getting a stupid tattoo that you'll regret uh, except for the fact that it means we've won the premiership <laughs> I, I i never thought of what would i ink myself with you know what is what is the ink i would have for eternity and you know you've almost convinced me <laughs> well i mean again if it's commemorating a premiership like who cares if it's stupid <laughs> Uh, I did say almost. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Now, are there any other games looking forward to this weekend? Um, Who else is player? We've talked about Sydney versus GWS already. Um, Oh, yes. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, again, another sign that we're a good team right now is that when you look at the other matches, you think, oh, they're just scrubbers. And then you realise you've done it for six games. (laughs) Yeah. Look... (laughs) Uh, there's, I, I do, I do tend to like any game, uh, generally with GWS involved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there is that comparison, isn't there? Like with GWS, like when Cameron decided he'd prefer yeah. to be assistant there to being a senior coach at Port. Like, yes, it, it, it oh, just, yeah. It just becomes like, hey, hey, did we end up with a better coach? And like, this is one yeah. having us just having beaten Sydney last week at the SCG and then playing at the SCG this week. Like, this is one of those ones where you go, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. You know, if Leon oh. Cameron doesn't feed him, then we got the better coach, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> two, two other games, Richmond Hawthorne and, to some mm. extent, West Coast and Geelong. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, two other games there that I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, we've got Windy Runner saying uh, Gold Coast Freya should be a good one, and we've got Nick Teal saying Khan the Pair. I think he's one of the, the pair tattoo swearies, I think. So uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yes. Um, <laughs> I've got... Uh, for me, I'm interested in St Kilda Crows because St Kilda have had an absolute bucketing in the press this week. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll rally, but there's always that chance they would, and if they did it against the Crows, you'd just think it was the most wonderful thing ever. So I'll keep I'll keep an eye on scores for that one, and then I'll okay. tune in for the last quarter if it looks like going the right way. <laughs> let's think positive then. Yes, yeah, let's yeah. think positive. Good, good point. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, look, I mean, I think we can wrap it up there. So thank you very much for coming on, Cameron. This has uh, been very good. Um, oh, I, I do miss great. Rick's diversions and uh, Macca having already done his own statistical analysis apart from the rundown I assemble. Um, he, he knows so many stats, it's ridiculous. Oh, look, you've, you've done well. I mean, to be, obviously, I, I sort of um, I agreed to this this morning, so uh, sure. I didn't have I didn't have enough prepared. But uh, no, <laughs> normally, I would have a little bit more. So, no, look, you've you've done well to get me through it, Porsche. Great effort. <laughs> uh, and looking, just uh, anyone listening in, wondering why Rick's not on, just just feel sorry for Rick because oh. he's gone from sunny Florida, and right now he's on an Air Canada flight to Toronto where I don't know what the temperature is in Toronto, but I've been looking at Canada right. lately in the temperature and it's not going to be as sunny as Florida, that's for sure. So uh, good yeah. luck to Rick. And he, he's expecting <laughs> to be sleep deprived too. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely good luck to him. Well, it's one of these things about cold weather is that you just like, he's going to have real trouble getting up real early the next couple yeah. of weeks. That's for sure. Oh, getting used yeah. to how cold it could be up there. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, don't envy him. <laughs> Ah, well, all right. Well, look, we've had a, a thanks from Windy Runner. So thank you for those listening in. We had Nick and Windy Runner yep. and Craig Jones. And I think, oh, do we have anyone else? Did it? No, that was about it. Oh, the, the, the Fedora early on and probably a few others that just haven't said anything. But thank you all for listening in. And thank you for those listening uh, on their way to work tomorrow um, or sometime over this coming week or even listening after the game so you can laugh at how stupid the decisions we made were. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, it, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up so thank you and Khan uh, Fort Adelaide down the pair Khan Fort yeah, that's it <laughs> are we off Black Black